Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to the Homo Superior Podcast, where the Outback isn't just a steakhouse. I'm Kaylin. I'm Ryan. And this is issue 249.5. So this week, we went to FlameCon, and it was fabulous. We'll get into that in a second. And we are saying... SOS. <laughs> yes, we are. S O S. That's Rihanna. I, you, it sounded like Britney, though, didn't it? <laughs> it sounded a little Britney ish, uh, but that might just be your Florida accent. But they did do that duet, though. Remember when she like joined in on her on that one? It didn't, it didn't go over well. <laughs> I don't think it went over well at all, it right? Didn't, yeah. Why did you remind me of that? <laughs> but first, we got a little housekeeping before we get into our FlameCon recap. Uh, why 249.5? Fuck you, that's why. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we're just down to Ryan and me this week. Uh, the rest of the fools all died uh, mm-hmm. coming back from FlameCon. Uh, and our next episode is 250. It's a milestone. We wanted all five of us on. We're going to have a big episode and extravaganza next week. This is a little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, we'll focus on FlameCon and talk about uh, Sins of Sinister, which is SOS, and some of our speculation. So, yes. so Ryan, let's, let's talk FlameCon. What did you... like? Big thoughts. What did you think? Overall, it was so damn fun. It is... Okay. So, we've all been to cons before. Yeah. Um, Pros and cons. You you feel very welcome there. You feel like you can talk with like-minded people about the things you love. We've all been to orgies, sex parties, gay bars, um, other uh, maybe uh, queer spaces that make you feel safe and wonderful. To combine both of these, really, like, it just washes over you at some point. I, I I love New York Comic Con. I love San Diego Comic Con. I love Awesome Con in D.C. I All of them are phenomenal. But to have this space where it's so niche within niche within niche, it it feels so freaking nice. Yeah, you couldn't have said it better myself. It's, it's so just wonderful. It's like that and the intimacy is wonderful. Like, everyone's just in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Everyone's having a good time. The cosplay, we'll talk about the cosplay here in a second, is just so fun and it's so queer. And it's just, you know, like the creators, which, you know, uh, it's a lot of queer writers and artists who were there. And they're just so approachable and friendly. And yeah. it's not like you've got to wait a long line to see them uh, or anything like that. Uh, it's just, it's it was great. I just had the best time in my life. Truly. I mean, I I did not encounter a single person that I didn't I wouldn't say was warm and friendly and wonderful and also knew something about the X-Men. So I love that as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we uh longtime listeners will know that we did a happy hour this past weekend. We combined forces with Power of X-Men, uh feature special guest Demanda Martini, who had some killer Woo! cosplay uh this past weekend. Uh, it was a blast. It was just, uh, it was a lot more successful than I thought it was going to be. I just think everybody was ready to drink after day one. Yes. Uh, and... oh wait, we should talk about fireball though. That oh was yeah. The first day. That... that was the first day. Yeah. 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 Uh, go into fireball. Yeah. Fireball was amazing. Um, uh, they had a bunch of performances. They did a bunch of giveaways, uh, that we basically dominated. What's it called now? Is it? The industry. Industry. Yeah. yeah okay. Industry bar. They, all the New York gay bars are changing their names these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was amazing. We had some boylesque. Uh, we had some great drag performances. Yeah. We had some drag kings, some drag queens. Uh, we had some just nerd, uh, some nerdy nonsense stuff. The X-Files one where, um, 
two people were just doing hula hoops and dancing to stuff. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I <laughs> loved it so much. Yeah. Did I mean what was uh, it, your favorite part? Yeah. It was it was really good. The boylesque of the the <laughs> the, the link stripping down was surreal. I, I loved it. I loved it so much. Surreal. But I would say just put that at the tail end of the performance because I think it was like one of the first performances of the night and everyone was like I I just took a sip. Should I be this turned on all yet, or like what what is the vibe? Yeah, I <laughs> I seriously like we needed to be like at least four drinks in to be able to suit like really really enjoy that. I would have been hooting and hollering by then. Oh, for sure, throwing throwing your own triforce up there at him, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it was really great. And then we saw a wonderful. Uh, we saw some really good cosplay that day. It was the first day, and we saw a guy who was dressed. As Doug Ramsey, uh, but with the warlock arm, uh, I thought that was a oh, really was cool. Yeah. And his partner uh, was dressed as Jubilee, also a really, really nice uh, uh, costume. There, uh, yeah, that was really great. Uh, th- there was also a bunch of Mortal Kombat. I think there was four people just dressed as Mortal, like sexy Mortal Kombat dudes. <laughs> Um, gender swapped in some other ones. It, it was really fun. It was great seeing a lot of other podcasters that we have met in person before, uh, but also encountered uh, online. So Brett from Comic Book Queers, Brett, yeah. we love you. Uh, it was really, really great seeing you again. Uh, we should try to hang out more, even though you know, since we're both on, we're, since we're all on the east we're coast, we're mid Atlantic. We're mid Atlantic together. He's a little northeast, but we're 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 close enough. Uh, we got to meet Connor Goldsmith who is the host of Cerebrocast, uh, which is a very famous podcast, and he was delightful yeah. and very, very friendly. Um, but And um, yeah, it was just, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Um, okay, so go into day two. After, after day two. Okay, day two is when we... <laughs> like a okay, horror movie. Yeah, Homer Superior was in cosplay, and it was the strangest group of the X-Men you've ever seen. It was... Let's. Who should we start with? Brent, maybe <laughs> the most is obvious Daz- one. Yeah. Okay. So every uh, gay cosplay needs a dazzler. I feel like in yeah. some sort of fashion. And he was a thoughty, <laughs> thoughty dazzler. I've never seen people stop, drop their recent prints that they just had artists make, step on them, and and drool all over them as they saw someone walk by. But that is what Brent got because yeah. he was thoughting it out. Um, he was living his best fantasy. It was really fun. Yeah, what did he call himself? Bareback Dazzler? I mean, Outback Dazzler? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was... He looked great. Um, I think the other showstopper was probably Adam. R.I.P. He's not here. Yeah. But uh, he looked great. He should always... Um, he was dressed as Destiny. He should always be dressed as a beautifully padded woman where you don't see their face. Perfect. Yeah. And right? don't see their hair or their face. Yes. When did you just say that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just absolutely phenomenal. Creepy and phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Destiny was, I, I think, probably the breakaway hit of Comic-Con for us. What we've seen, people would stop us everywhere and try to, like, look at it. They, yes. Adam fucking killed as, as Destiny. You, my friend, Ryan Krull, were a deep cut. And I mean that literally because you were Moira X. Yes. Holding a cut up face of Banshee <laughs> from the 10 Deaths of Wolverine. And people, when they got that costume, they fucking lost their minds. Well, well done. I was a sleeper agent, much, much like her and Mary Jane sometimes. Yeah. But uh, I think the best thing was uh, to be next to Destiny because otherwise, people. I just look like a deranged woman otherwise holding yeah, usually do, a leprechaun mask. Mm-hmm. So 
without that, I think, uh, so Destiny really helps. So I do applaud Adam on. L- Leprechaun being... Mask or Redheaded Ronald Reagan? <laughs> you decide. I don't know. Yeah. It was both. And, yeah. And then uh, you received uh, the best Magneto Mask I've ever, or I should say helmet that I've ever seen in my life. It was great, except it was oversized and it hurt like the Dickens because it was, I didn't sand it properly. Yeah. And so the more I wore it, like the more, like it just kind of chafed and then also like hurt my nose a little bit. So I only did it for pictures. I couldn't, like I wear glasses normally uh, and I could not wear my glasses like with that helmet. It was like, I was like doing this for the, doing this for the, for the, uh, the picture and then I got to take it off. We really need to start wearing contacts for it because people were, I had to take mine off too for like pictures and stuff and it was annoying. I can't wear contacts. I can't. Your eyes don't accept it. They just don't accept it. They just like boop. Pop, it's like I'm like Scott they Summers. Pop they pop out. It's like I'm like I've got optic beams coming out of my eyes if I were. That's a a terrible immune ability. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think overall, I think it, it was a it was a win. It, I don't know how all these characters came together, but I'm glad we did it together. We got a lot of accolades, uh, but we saw a lot of other great cosplay there as well. Like um, Demanda Martini, who I had mentioned earlier, yes, uh, was dressed as Celine, uh, as well as Zaladine, the uh, the ruler of savage land yes. deep cut of a costume but fucking killed it so it, good look at it on instagram to Mana martini uh it's so good follow her she she does some great looks yeah uh and um some other great cosplay that we saw uh we saw a fantastic kate pride like she had the coat she had a little purple dragon for Lockheed. Just yes. oh, absolutely it great. It looked deranged. She said she got it from Etsy. I was obsessed. It would look. <laughs> it looked really fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, so then we, uh, as I was saying earlier, we did a happy hour with Power of X Men and Demanda Martini. That was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of uh, creators and fans and folks who were in the uh, con just came and like had a good time and got a little tipsy and just it was a really really fun event. So. Yeah. Kudos to Sheraton Bar <laughs> yeah. for hosting us, but not that one mean bartender. Everyone else was phenomenal. Oh, that mean bartender. Oh, <laughs> he just didn't want to be there. Why was he mad? Yeah. Do you think he was mad because he doesn't like gay people or because he doesn't like comic books or well, both? Well, he had a stink face when we first entered, so you know it could go either way. Yeah, maybe he was just born with it. Yeah. Or maybe it was Maybelline. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, we also went to a, a number of panels uh, on the first day. We saw uh, Cerebro and explain the X-Men Live. It was Connor Goldsmith and Jay uh, Adidon uh, from Jay and Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really good conversation. It was almost like a live podcast. So it was like very like free form, talking about the things that they love. Um, you know, like the, the sort of like background characters. Brent actually asked about like why X-Fans love the quote-unquote gremlins, like the characters in the background. And then they... They will defend them to the death. Like for you, it's Dazzler, not to call her a gremlin. How dare you? She's a bit of a gremlin now. She's not. She's not featured in anything. She's just in the background somewhere. But for Brent, it's Glob Herman. Like yeah. he can. He just l- loves him so much. And Brent is a, I would say, a newer, newer X fan. Uh, and the fact that he like globbed onto Glob Herman, pardon the pun, uh, is just is just really funny. And so it's who's, it, who's your gremlin? Oh God, that's a. Is it the Lady Gremlin from the movie Gremlins? It's the Lady She's Gremlin so with the sexy. with the hoop earrings. Yeah. Uh, no, it's gosh, you know I I've had a few, and I'm trying to I'm just trying to like we'll narrow. You, <laughs> you know I kind of love Maggot. I kind of oh, do. Oh, Maggot! I do only because I hated him when I first saw him. 
And then I started reading the Joe Kelly, Carlos Pacheco run in the late 90s. And I was yeah. like, oh, he's actually really interesting and has he kind is. of a tragic backstory. And I was like, I love me a tragic backstory. Yeah, he is actually great. Yeah. Jumbo Carnation's another Gremlin character. Oh, obsessed with him, too. And uh, both Jay and Connor gave a really good explanation why is because, um, you know, the more, like, a character becomes popular, the more appearances you see them in and, like, the more, you know, backstory you get. That Some of it can be contradictory. Some of it can be, you know, not what you envision for that character. But a Gremlin character is a blank slate oftentimes, you know, and you can have a lot of headcanon like kind of fill in those gaps and they become yours and that's like i'm like that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. and people do yeah uh another panel that we went to was the marvelous queer voices of flame con it was a creators uh it was moderated by anthony Oliveira. who um if you haven't read his uh marvel unlimited run on the young avengers please do it's so good uh luciano vecchio who is delightful he is uh the co-creator of Somnus, along with Steve Orlando, and Steve was also, see, a friend of the podcast, Steve Orlando, was also on uh, that, that panel. Um, Amy Reeder, who co-created um, uh, Moon Girl, uh, Nadia Shamaz, who uh, wrote the X-Force annual that we reviewed on podcast a, a little while ago, mm-hmm. Terry Blouse, who uh, wrote uh, Reptile, uh, and as yes. I mentioned, Steve Orlando. It was a really 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 insightful panel it was okay so on this podcast we obviously review the most recent marvel comics but also mcu stuff Um, one thing that i thought was so interesting is these creators get feedback all the time (laughs) a lot you know hopefully mostly good but they get feedback all the time so anytime they're creating they constantly have to justify what they're doing um, one thing that they said that I thought was really interesting was uh, we are not in tune with, like, the MCU of it all. Yes. We are not creating content for them. They're, they are they are so far removed from the MCU, these big productions, that the, the idea that one of their ideas maybe makes it to the MCU is outrageous. So we need to give love to them because they they are just creating original stories that you know maybe the MCU will eventually steal um and not pay them well but they are just doing <laughs> stories by themselves that is allowed it they are not going for the marvel kevin feige isn't ca- calling up orlando steve orlando and being like hey make sure you incorporate Nightcrawler because I'm going to be using him in my first X-Men team. They are so far removed from it, which makes sense because this is a whole different production. They don't give a fuck, but also they'll steal whatever they want. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that because the context of uh, the reason why they said that like, there's that sort of firewall between yes. Marvel Comics and the MCU makes is because uh, they asked, was like, you know, the MCU is sort of like, you know, straight washing a lot of queer characters or like queer uh, relationships and all that kind of stuff. And um, they're like, is that affecting, is that editor, is that affecting editorial dictating how you write the comics? And Anthony and others were like, well, to be honest, like they don't really care what we do. Yeah. And that's both disheartening and also liberating, I think, because the thing that we've talked about on podcast is like this, like, synergy that can be sometimes good and sometimes really exhausting between the movies and the comics where like they start making the characters be more like their movie counterparts. Yeah. 
and you know, especially seen the Tony Stark. Obviously. Yeah, Tony Stark and uh, Star Lord. You yeah. know, and like now, finally, we've seen a, I think, a better version of Star Lord as uh, after um, uh, Al Ewing started writing him. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, like it's nice that oh, hey, the comics can be a little bit further out there. You know, uh, and I got to ask a question. It's like, you know, hey, um, what do you guys think uh, or hope will happen with the comic industry as far as queer representation goes? And, you know, they um, I don't think anybody had like a crystal ball or like Destiny wasn't on uh, wasn't on the panel. So she couldn't, you know, see into the future. And even if she did, she'd get it wrong because it's fucking Destiny. Right. <laughs> um, Adam. But Adam. Uh, but they were talking about like, look, you know. We want to see more representation of queer characters that doesn't look like what we've seen before, like you know, more body body positivity, uh, I, more I, like a little bit older characters, correct? Like coming yeah. out of coming out at a later age, we do not see that representation, not at all, in a lot of forms of media. So in the comics, it would be really phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, more trans characters, as we've talked about before. Course, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, um, that was that was probably my favorite panel. Even more so than than ours, but ours was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay, so what'd you like? Okay, speak on that. What'd you like? So our panel was called the X Games, uh, and we also featured friend of pod Steve Orlando, who's a really good sport because I could see him being up there saying, "What the fuck have I gotten myself <laughs> into?" But I think he rolled with it. So yeah. we had two games essentially. The first one was like, um, to me, my X Men. It was like you had to build a team of queer X Men, and so you and I were there as panelists, Ryan. Yep. And we were partnered with uh, two people from the audience. And my partner is actually ended up being a pretty famous comedian based out of New York named Jay Jordan. Yeah. And he's a funny, funny guy. Uh, follow him on Insta. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's funny as fuck. My partner was also very funny. I just want to make that clear here. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was great. He was very funny. Yeah. You were both very funny. We were DC based, yeah. Um, well, why don't you talk about the team that y'all created? Okay, so we created... Um, so every fan of the X-Men and Avengers, Marvel, DC, anyone really wants to create their own team all the time. They want to put their team together. So we thought it would be fun really for us to do that. So um, we did it with basically a stranger. So um, my, my partner, which was phenomenal, uh, we came up with Expose, which is basically like the PR um, side of uh, X Corp. So they need some help. So Jumbo Carnation was in it, um, Prodigy, a few others. Each one would actually have their own specific thing that they work on, but they work on because let's be honest, the X-Men need some good press out there. For sure. They are not doing it right. So the these experts would be working on it. And um, their first mission was to make Dazzler more important, more <laughs> in the public eye. Um, and then they would also take on... Next club, next club, no sleep, next club. <laughs> and then uh, they would take on a sidekick of Mojo, which be would just be called like... That was so strange. Uh, side slow, slow or something. I don't know. Who knows? Who yeah. cares? Um, uh, but yeah, uh, that was what we came up with uh, during our pitch. So I didn't get a chance to really comment on it, but I really did like your pitch a yeah. lot. Well, uh, it's great. So it's, I appreciate uh, okay, that. calm down. It was. I'm, I'm complimenting you. Uh, it Let, was. Let's go to the name of yours real quick. Stop before we go there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> let me be nice to you before you get to be mean to me. How about okay. that? Okay. No, because I even said that when X Corps was was coming out. Remember, it was a pretty weak book. Uh, yes. You know, Teeny, we love you, but not our favorite book. Yeah. And the whole point of it was like you had like a great way to set up like what Orcus was trying to do 
by changing, like, like trying to affect culture to make it more anti-mutant, that having something like Expose to try to battle them to be, you know, uh, to, like, get PR uh, on, on the mutant side makes sense. And actually... It makes sense. The first mission of making Dazzler more relevant again? A thousand percent. Making her a fucking disco queen again. Like, disco goes Great in and out of, like, back. you know, of, of like, the zeitgeist. And in the last few years, it certainly has been with uh, Kylie's disco... And uh, Brent's costume. Brent's costume. <laughs> uh, the disco ball in his pants. Yes. Uh, no, uh, but... You know, I think I think it was really good. So, okay, we'll go to mine before we go to the name. So, our characters were Mercury, Gray Malkin, uh, Akihiro, uh, a and a gay dupe of Madrox, the Multiple Man, Great. and led by Rachel Gray. So, it's a lot of like stealthy types, you know, like to do like some like Black Ops missions. Must be a stealth team. It was a right? stealth team mm-hmm. to like counter how terrible and shitty X Force has been under Beast. And speaking of shit. You're reaching, but continue. Speaking of shit, the name of the team is Excrement because they think they're the shit, but also they wallow through the shit. This is such a great name. Did you come pre-prepared with this name? I might have come pre-prepared <laughs> with this name. And I hate this name. I know you hate this name, but Jay being such a good sport and actually a professional comedian to my utter nonsense was like, cool, and he just went with it. He was a good sport. So, Jay, yes, thanks so much. Shit. Yeah. yeah. But but uh, Steve Orlando was on the panel, and he got to judge which team got was better, and he gave us both 9.9s out of 10, but we got 9.91 out of 10 because of Gray Malkin. That's so weird. Um, and then we went to the audience as well, and then I believe we actually happened to win the audience approval. Uh, you definitely got the bigger applause. It was so much so that it was noticeable that like how much less applause we got for excrement <laughs> that it was uh, it was kind of a little sight gag there it was great uh the second game was kind of a uh, it was kind of a, a play on the match game where yes. we got partnered ryan and i both got partnered and steve also got partnered with a uh, different person from the audience and so we had to choose between the first one you you guys were like what cyclops wolverine mm-hmm. right and what did you choose and what did your partner choose See, this is where we went. We were off the rails to begin with, which is tough because I met, met this nice individual at the uh, the happy hour the night before. And, uh, yeah, so I chose Wolverine. He chose Cyclops. We got off to a rocky start. You know what I mean? Um, but I think we pulled it together at the end, right? Yeah. Uh, did you? I don't know. I don't think you won. I yeah. think my team won. <laughs> okay. What, and what would you do? So uh, our... We don't have to go through every round. No, 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 no. But... My my partner and I, we were like simpatico. We both agreed that uh, Logan was the best of the X-Men movies. Uh, we both uh, independently wrote that the Outback X-Men was our, was our favorite team. Uh-huh. And we both picked Emma over Jean. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. We didn't have that one. Uh, the best POV character, we, 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 I think we both picked uh, Kitty Pride. Baby, it's lost in the details. I can't remember yeah, anymore. It's lost in the details. It's, it's lost in my brain cells. But, I don't remember. Okay, so basically it was Snatch, uh, multiple man game is what we called it. Yeah. We had a great time. It was really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, it was multiple choice, man. Oh, God. I that was fucking Adam's name. And like, I wanted to kill him and I did. And he's, that's why he's on this podcast. Uh, yeah, so in the end, you actually ended up winning. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, number one. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Steve Orlando's answers were really popular. God bless him. He is a funny guy. He is. He like, should write comics. He's he should great. write. He should be a comic <laughs> and write comics. But like, 
he was just like muttering shit under his breath on the panel. I don't know if you could hear it. I certainly could because I was sitting next to him. But like, no, he was screaming. He's a, he was muttering into the. He's a funny dude. And then at the end of the panel, we gave him uh, a um, a very slutty Home Superior tank top, and he wore it. And he was like, "Thanks to Home Superior, I'm going back to the gym." I was like, "Well, that's not what we want. We didn't need you to do that necessarily because you look great, Steve." But like, God damn it, I appreciate him so much. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, it was a. I just I can't stop gushing over how good FlameCon was, and like I really want to thank the organizers and the promoters and everything. They did such a like great job of making sure all the stuff was working. They everybody wore a mask, everybody showed their vax card, so I felt very safe there. Yeah. From a uh, from a COVID situation uh, standpoint, and it was the first one in person in three years. Know. You know, so it's it a big so deal. Much. Yeah. It's uh, we are terrible garbage people that don't deserve to live and we speak for yourself (laughs) you are a terrible girl no but i'm an extra got it great person i felt so comfortable warm and like the embrace of everyone it it just felt so of course you felt warm you're wearing a coat and a fake fake boobs and a wig well yeah that's how i feel comfortable (laughs) (laughs) no no but you felt warm you felt warm because of that i just it, it was a great experience and i i i encourage any listeners if you can get to new york like Try to try to go to FlameCon because it, it's such a, a special moment that you can a- combine these two things, yeah. like being queer and loving comics and nerd culture in general. That's great, and it's great. I got a lot of great stuff too, and so really excited to dive into a lot of it. I also want to do one last shout out before we move on. Yes. We got to meet Karen X Fan, uh, who we've been following on Twitter for a number of years. Uh, they came up and said hello to me, uh, recognized me immediately, and recognized us, and so that was really cool. So yeah. really excited and got a picture. So thanks so much, Karen. All right, let's move on to some. I don't know how we do this anymore, but do 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 news. We got a, just a really quick news item. Um, we first got a little uh, uh, hint of something about the X titles in January 2023. Now. Keep in mind that we're still in the middle of Judgment Day, and we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, and, you know, we've got a ton of X-Books coming out, but they've got SOS. Sing it, baby. S-O-S, B. Nailed it. And we found out um, it is called Sins of Sinister. That's all we have. And all it says is this is the future Sinister wants. What do we think it's going to be? God damn it. I'm so confused. So SOS immediately made me think differently. Yeah. Like it's a cry for help. With, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, then what Sins of Sinister would actually mean. But I'm I'm dumbfounded and I have 35 theories. Kalen, one, go into one of yours. Please go. Well, one of the theories I saw on the interwebs is that. So you cheat. I did cheat. I'm a cheater, uh, was, and I hope it's not true, that um, it would be another like alternate timeline don't a la Age of Apocalypse, Age of X-Man. Don't do it, Mama. I don't want to do it. I, I'm wondering is if somebody finds out, okay, this is my actual theory, one I just came up with, was somebody finds Sinister Secrets. Remember how those, like we would read, read those throughout the... His burn, his burn book. His fucking burn book, like you know, like uh, destiny is a grody bitch. Don't trust her. Yeah. Um, and he's right. He shouldn't trust her. Uh, but I wonder if somebody like gets that, like you know, like Orcus gets that, and they uses that against the Kirkoans. I also thought because there's a flat line in SOS that like um, 
resurrection goes away. Yes, I think resurrection absolutely goes away. We can't have this many goddamn mutants in the world. People gonna get crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like if you get too many queer people in any space, people are mad. Yeah. Um. It. I. So I think resurrection will go away. I think. Um. He's gonna start creating certain certain mutants using multiple genes. <gasps> oh, the fucking chimera! Oh, goddamn it! You're right. The chimera the could chim- be coming. We could see Rasputin actually show up. Absolutely. So that's what I'm thinking because that was such a big point of like Hawks and Pox. Yeah. Um, that I think those threads could be coming through because didn't you think uh, those characters would be coming through at some point? They're too cool a visual for them not to. Right. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I was thinking that I, I also I don't know why I don't know why. Um, maybe it's because we're going into Virgo season. Who knows why? But I think that Krakoa is going to get broken up. Quite literally is going to get... Like an archipelago? Like <laughs> um, like smashed and uh, more like a Pangea where it's just separate. <laughs> Pangea is combining. Well, no, a broken Pangea. <laughs> okay, all right. A broken Pangea. Go on, girl. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, basically spread out. So I think there's going to be different teams that are stuck on different islands and they're going to have to actually literally, because uh, the gates are going to get broken. Krakoa is going to die. And we know this is going to happen. Aww. It has to. Sad Krakoa. No, I never want Krakoa Doug's to Doug's throat is going to get slit. <gasps> so he can't speak all those languages anymore? Well... His genes will get taken by Sinister. I think Sinister is ulti. I don't know why we've been sleeping on Sinister for so long. I don't know why we put him on the Quiet Council. I don't know why we've even been dealing with him. They're stupid. They're stupid. They're That's why. So fucking stupid. Yeah. All the uh, apocalypse is more trustworthy than Sinister. It's outrageous. Of course he is. No, it's like Sinister is like Littlefinger, and Apocalypse is like. I don't know, like Tywin Lannister, you know, like, yeah, yeah he's a bad dude, but at least you kind of know where he's coming from. He's there's powerful, a noble, but you know his intentions. You yeah. know, and there's a nobility there versus like, you know, somebody who's just going to fucking slit your throat. To be fair, Littlefinger did not pan out really that well. No, and I don't yeah. think Sinister will either. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll also see the other Sinisters because we've seen Diamond Sinister, obviously. We've seen Club Sinister, who's like Dr. Stasis. Oh, what have the other ones been working on? That yeah. could be the sins of Sinister right there. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, you we heard it here it first, <laughs> and you heard it here worst. You want to get us into some Plug Me Daddy? I would love to. Um, You know, every podcast, as always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us get to quickly <laughs> highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, or experienced, and wanted to share with you our proud little Two homos that we have on this podcast. Not one homos, but two homos. Two homos and two cups right here. Yeah, girl. Uh, what do you got, Ryan? Um, you know, I I was feeling very inspired by seeing the panels and seeing just FlameCon in general. Um, I I'm a jaded old bitch. I'm not that old, but uh, still, I I felt just really inspired by all the stuff that happened. That my plug is for you guys to go out and actually plug your favorite creators because like butt plug them please honestly okay but try to go on twitter retweet their stuff say that you love their work buy their comics 
go on Instagram, like all their stuff, because these creators are really putting themselves out there. And it's tough in a world that doesn't skew towards comics. Like plug your favorite fucking creators, your artists, all of them, like, because it's, it's really important. Honestly, yeah. it's, I really, that's the main takeaway from this fucking con. I, I, I loved it, but um, now you do something funny. Sorry. <laughs> that was so nice and earnest. I don't I know. I, I, don't... I just felt really inspired by this con. I just, it, the love flowed over me. Yeah, I can tell. My God, it's like coming out of your nose and ears and mouth. Yeah, that's come, but baby. So speaking of come, uh, I went to see Peaches last night, as in Peaches, ah! Teaches for Peaches. It was the 20th anniversary tour. You the Teaches for Peaches? Yeah. Uh, fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. So I went to this concert, and Ryan was supposed to come with me, but he wasn't feeling too hot, so he yeah. decided to take a night in. Uh, totally understand. <laughs> but I don't think I have to justify myself on this podcast. I think you, I think you do to the to the listeners and to me mostly. Uh, but uh, what a fucking great show! So okay, so Peaches is she's in her forties, maybe fifties. She's definitely like getting a little bit older, but fucking killed it she is funny yes. and uh just ribald and just like you know uh just so fucking talented the backup dancers the uh bass player the the um uh the drummer like it was so fucking fucking good there was one bit where um two of the dancers were uh it was almost like a wig reveal just over and over again except it was an underwear reveal Yes. And like they were bent Fuck over yeah. and just like unpeeling their underwear. Uh and we were all like, when is this gonna stop? And it finally did, and they were like wearing like next to nothing. Yes, and then they bitch. took it off, and then you guys got to see the profile, and then they walked off. So fucking sexy. So it, it was so good. And uh her last song was, you know, Fuck the Pain Away, which everybody like lost their minds. It was so good. But her last last song was a 10-minute rendition of Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me. Yes. With, uh, you know, where she goes, when you hold me like that or touch me like that, uh, words like fuck and felch and fist and rim and all the she's sexual things. I feel like today, on this very day, yeah. we switched our plugs. And it feels like that is my plug and the earnest one was your plug. I know. <laughs> like we switched roles here. Okay, also side note. Yeah. Peaches, guys, listen to her music. She's phenom. Yeah. Is 55 years She's of age. 50 fucking five years old? She is, yeah. Oh, my God. Hashtag goals. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, so good. I had to buy two t-shirts, one of which I'm wearing right now. I'll take a picture and post later. Uh, but, yeah, that's my plug. Yeah, I love it. Um, So, guys, thank you for listening to this little baby issue um don't forget to rate and review us um make sure you give us a five-star review say whatever the fuck you want about us but give us a five-star review. why don't you fuck the pain away from us um just really star punch us is what we're asking for yeah um you can find us on twitter at homo superior x and instagram at homo superior podcast um we've been homo superior where we fuck the pain away. Bye, little homos. homos.